Welcome to the Monday, March 25th edition of Snoozecast, where we take an in-depth look at the state news's biggest stories while bringing new perspectives from the reporters who wrote them. I'm copy editor McKenna Ross. And I'm campus reporter Katie Kelly. In this week's episode, we'll take a look at a heated moment during the men's basketball team's first game in March Madness, concerns expressed by graduate students at a teach-in rally held last week by the Graduate Employees Union, and what happened to former interim president John Engler's interview with the Attorney General's office. From Michigan State's Independent Student Voice, this is Snoozecast. In a near upset during the first round of the NCAA tournament, the second-seeded Spartans faced 15th-seeded Bradley University. While the team pulled away for a 76-65 win, a lot of headlines focused on one tense moment between freshman Aaron Henry and head coach Tom Izzo. Men's basketball reporter Casey Harrison is here to break down the moment and the buzz around it. Thanks for joining us, Casey. Thanks for having me, Katie. All right, so tell us exactly what happened. Yeah, so Michigan State was in the middle of a really close game against Bradley. Um, and, you know, to really kind of understand the game, Bradley was a um, 15th seed, like you said, um, and they had no business really being in the tournament. Um, they they made the tournament because they won their conference tournament, um, but they finished the, the season sixth place in their conference standings. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, they find themselves in the middle of a really close game, so with around 15 minutes left in the second half, um, you know, Aaron Henry missed a defensive assignment. Um, and after that, there was a timeout on the floor. And that's where you see Tom Izzo just absolutely red-faced, teeth, fist clenched, um, just laying into Aaron Henry, yelling at him, poking him, um, really all sorts of just angry gestures. And it gets to the point where... Uh, Point guard Cassius Winston, Matt McQuaid, they they have to kind of like push Ezo back. You can see that there's an exchanging of words, um, and so after the game, like it gets talked about. Obviously, the video clip of it goes viral, um, and it, it it sparks this this conversation. Um, but Izzo stood behind his coaching style. Um, you talk with Aaron Henry after the game, and he says, "Yeah, like." You know, Izzo was just doing his job. Um, you know, I, I missed a defensive assignment, um, and it, I'm a freshman. Freshmen makes make mistakes, and if I'm going to make mistakes, I need to be held accountable to them. And so that's really the gist of the the actual exchange um, in question. Um, and basically, after Izzo got pushed back by Winston and McQuaid, um, you know, it, Cassius was saying after the game that this yelling and screaming it wasn't getting through to Aaron about the mistakes that he was made and Izzo was mad about Henry getting back and sort of being lackadaisical on the defensive end of things and so Winston said what do you want me to say Tom like what do you want me to do and so they they told him what Aaron wasn't doing right Winston relayed the message and that's when you see this turn in the game um MSU really like uh, going into that timeout, MSU had gone on a 10-0 run. 
Um, Bradley makes a couple shots right after the timeout. They end up taking the lead. And so you're in the situation now where is Michigan State going to lose this game? Um, but Aaron Henry ends up stepping up. He makes a couple of key shots down the stretch. Um, MSU goes on another run late in the game, and then they pull away with things. You talked a little bit about Izzo justifying his coaching style, but what do his current and former players have to say? Yeah, so Izzo said after the game, um, you know, among with other things, that, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting into a kid and challenging a kid that makes some mistakes. And so you, you get people on both sides of it saying that this is an archaic type of coaching style, a la Bobby Knight, um, the Indiana coach who is very famously known for having a hot temper, basically saying that, you know, there is no point in yelling at a kid, getting into his face, almost verbally and or physical abuse, um, you know, being levied onto him. And that's where you get into this very differing, um, you know, sort of contentious contrast of these different point of views. Um, and so you get players like Gary Harris, Miles Bridges, Jaron Jackson, all of which five-star players, even Draymond Green, who's now with the Golden State Warriors. Um, you know, they all come out and they say, Izzo did this because he cares. You know, people who are angry about this, they're being soft. Um, if he, he would only get on Aaron Henry if he could take it. And that was the main motive behind it. I've heard some people on both sides say that this is classic Izzo. Um, how does this situation play into the larger picture of collegiate coaching? So it, it depends a lot on your philosophy because, um, you know, my personal opinion on it is that it's very unacceptable behavior if you are a high school coach, if you're coaching, you know, if you're coaching your son's team or your daughter's team, um, that you're, you're not going to get anything constructive out of that. But the difference is when you're coaching at the college level, and especially for a kid like Aaron Henry, who has legitimate national or NBA prospects, who can play at the next level, perhaps at some point in his career, um, you know, Izzo made a promise to his parents and made a promise to Aaron Henry that he was going to develop the talent that Aaron had as much as he possibly could, um, and and basically turn him from a 17, 18 year old boy into a man. And that is the mentality of, athlete, of athletes that they, you know, really come around into the situation. And people come to Michigan State to be coached by Izzo because they know he's a hard guy. They know he's going to be tough on them, but they know at the end of the day, they're going to come out a, a better player and a better person. All right. Thanks for the insight, Casey. Thank you, Katie. Members of the Graduate Employees Union held a teach-in rally last week to talk about their proposals to obtain increased wages and additional health benefits. Campus reporter Ray Garcia has been covering the news related to MSU graduate student issues this semester. Today, he's here to provide insight on the rally. Hi there, Ray. Hi. So can you clarify what a graduate employee is? Yeah, so there are a couple of different tiers with that. There's uh, graduate teaching assistants and graduate research assistants. The graduate Employees Union only covers teaching assistants. So what is the pay range set by HR at MSU? The lowest range is going to be about $350 for a one-fourth time student. 
um, with the highest being about $3,000 for a three-fourth time student. But I think that 3000 is kind of the rarity. It doesn't get seen that often. Right. And that's on a bi-weekly pay schedule, right? Correct. Okay. Can you tell us about the atmosphere at that teach-in rally? Yeah. So everyone was super pumped to be there. I think there were a lot of emotions in the air. Uh, to put it frankly, though, people were pretty pissed. They don't feel like the administration is listening. They want to feel like they can focus on teaching and research as well as their education without having to get a second job or worry about not making rent. What was the mindset of the graduate students about making a living wage and getting improved health benefits? So obviously wages were a significant part of what was going on, but it kind of went beyond that. People talked about this sort of casual racism in the English speak test for international students, which is something that no one seems to have challenged in the past. And others talked about how the school does little to accommodate student parents, despite the fact that a lot of doctoral and graduate students are usually older, often with families. I believe it was a GEU president who made the very simple statement of, we don't even make a living wage, and that kind of encompasses a lot of the problems going on. You've also been covering several stories about graduate students at MSU. What are those stories? Well, in general, I've been trying to get a focus on graduate students since they're a significant portion of the university. This rally kind of this rally story was sort of a culmination of a lot of what graduate employees are focused on right now, but I've also written but I've also written about research that students across the sciences and humanities are working on, currently talking with counselors about graduate support groups that are currently forming because mental health issues are pretty prominent in the graduate school community. Um, so those are kind of coming. You'll see those throughout the rest of the semester. If you want to keep up with the MSU graduate student news and issues, I'd suggest following Ray and his work. Thanks for coming in, Ray. Thanks. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel is seeking an interview with former interim president John Engler in the investigation into MSU's handling of Larry Nassar's sexual abuse. A letter from Nessel to MSU trustee Diane Byram was made public and soon followed up by a scathing response from Engler's attorney. Riley Murdoch is our administration reporter and has kept readers in the know about the important developments in the MSU administration. Riley has been with the state news for four years and has been reporting on campus-related topics for some time now. Thanks for joining us, Riley. Thanks for having me. So what have Engler and Nessel said to each other? So after Engler was spotted attending MSU home basketball games earlier this month, Nessel sent a letter to Diane Byram, the chair of the Board of Trustees, saying that they agreed to meet with Engler in D.C. for an interview, but that offer was contingent on him not being able to be in Michigan anytime soon which, obviously, if he's attending home basketball games, is not true. Nessel asked Byram to help compel Engler to come to Michigan to be interviewed. Engler's lawyer responded in a letter sent to Assistant Attorney General Christina Grossi, really viciously attacking her conduct, record, and characterizations of Engler throughout this process. His lawyer basically said if Grossi doesn't recuse herself, Engler will refuse to interview with the office at all, which he should currently have the right to do, as he's not a subject or suspect in an investigation as of now. What does the MSU administration have to say about Engler and Nessel? So Byram released a statement saying she wasn't aware the AG's office couldn't meet with Engler yet and said she'd look into any way she could help assist them in doing so. So we'll see where that ends up going. So what else do you think is important to know about this situation? What you should know is that Nessel's office is concerned Engler is trying to control the venue of his interview, which is really why they sent this letter to Byram and why they're concerned that he's been attending MSU home basketball games during this process. The letter says that DC's laws for lying to a police officer during an investigation aren't as strong as they are in Michigan. 
And seeing as Luana K. Simon's been charged for violating that law, it seems like a valid thread to keep an eye on as the situation keeps developing. All right. Thanks for joining us, Riley. Thank you for having me. A look ahead to this week's news. Meridian Township leaders will discuss the final report on a 2004 sexual assault complaint against Larry Nasser at a press conference Tuesday. City and police officials will announce the findings of an independent investigation into what the department may have ignored in Brianne Randall Gay's case. The report will be made public on Meridian Township's website, 9 a.m. on Tuesday. Follow at Anna Liz Nichols and at The S News on Twitter for live updates during the 11 a.m. press conference. Thanks for listening to Snoozecast, where the state news takes an in-depth look into the biggest stories while bringing in new perspectives from the reporters who wrote them. And now a word from the State News Podcast Network. Are you obsessed with upsets, buzzer beaters, and the thrill of March Madness? Do you wake up to get your daily dose of all things Spartan basketball? And check out Snooze Hoops, the State News' March Madness Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Casey Harrison and Chase Michelson, releasing every Wednesday in March. Hi, I'm Matt Schmucker. I'm Jamison Draper. If you're looking for some new music to listen to, or maybe even some piping hot music takes, then check out our podcast, Snoozic, airing every other Tuesday on the State News Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter at TSNCast and at Yes News, on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash state news, and always online at statenews.com. Tune in next week for more insight into our biggest stories. 